Welcome everyone to today's episode of Photography Hustle, the show where we interview entrepreneurs who start photography as a hobby and now focuses as their main bread. I'm your host, Lucy Vera, and today let's talk photography. Have you ever shot a photography gig before? And what was it like? I mean, were you nervous? Were you comfortable? Did you photograph your family members or strangers? Um, did you stop or did you actually accomplish and make it a side business? I'm going to give you my email, riveral808 at gmail.com. I'll spell it out, R-I-V-E-R-A-L-808 at gmail.com. And the reason giving you my email is because I want to know if you could send me some voice clips or maybe write them, you know, email them to me so I can broadcast them to the channel. I want to know like the products that you guys use for like what works best and you know what makes it successful to be in this photography business like do you need that lens or can you just shoot basic plus i want to hear the horror stories i want to hear all the good stuff you know the accomplishments too because why it makes us feel better you know to keep striving on to make this uh, actual business pretty soon i'm going to be working on a video podcast version of this so you guys can see the face behind the voice and whenever i do future podcasts i'll have a video version of this and i can have guest over we can talk about entertainment we can talk about photography we can talk about just anything that comes to mind and you know have uh great experiences all around all right but let's uh stop with the uh, future vision that i have going for this podcast um i'll tell you a little bit about my career when i was a kid i was photographing since i was really young and I had this little Sony Cybershot digital camera that I was using for all types of creative ways, whether I was trying to make movies. Um, back then we didn't have YouTube, so we had our own little videos that we were that we would try to create. And honestly, I mean, it wasn't a success, but as long as we had fun, that's what really mattered. Two problems to that though. Being creative, you were made fun of a lot because it wasn't a trade job it wasn't like a profession where you're just like oh you can't amount to that and it's so volatile being a photographer and you know you got to have someone on the end and then two nobody really thought that being artistic was a great way in the future of making money so as time went on i kept you know shooting just not as much i try to go for a trade job so i decided to go in the military way 180 on that one so i did a couple years in the service before i purchased my first dslr i saved all my pennies nickels and dimes and just it took a couple years to get it but i got it and i'll never forget it's my nikon d300s that was like my prized possession i love that thing that thing went everywhere with me i shot every event military event and on you know civilian event as well i mean there was not one thing that i would not shoot with now, mind you, I did a lot of volunteering. I mean, I wasn't getting paid, but I was shooting. And that's all I cared about. I was also getting exposure, which was nice. And there was other photographers there. But since I was so willing to do the job, they would hire me versus getting the command photographer. And that's an incredible feeling because I felt invincible because I'm being called a photographer. I mean, I, I felt like I just conquered a mountain. I felt so important. I felt like I was needed. I felt like every event was something new to learn. So from that point on, I said, never stop shooting. Of course, when I started out, I was spraying and praying. I was shooting everything, like every little detail. I shot multiple shots of the same shot because I did not want to miss a moment. I wanted to make sure that I captured the event 
so great that people refer to me just because of that event. And I still apply that today. Like I try to shoot everything in multiple because, you know, you could blink, you can miss that one little fraction of a second. And if you're not careful enough, you could just miss out the one greatest thing that somebody was looking for the whole entire time. So to get more into detail, as I got out of active duty, I started saying, well, I need to make a career again. I need to uh, leave photography on the side for now. And let's, uh, let's go back to this trade business. Uh, went into computer engineering and that was for a good amount of time and i figured man i don't like doing this i mean don't get me wrong for those who love doing computer engineering please more power to you i mean I, that's a that's a great trade if you can get into it um but me personally i kept having photography in the back of my mind constantly i was shooting friends i was shooting uh family members and i was shooting everything that I could in order to, to keep my photography game from going stale. So I got out of school, I went back into the military reserves, got a civilian job, and just always kept wondering, how do I make photography a full-time position? I kept scratching my head thinking, man, there's gotta be more to this than just my job and my military career and something's gotta give. I, I gotta get into you know this photography somehow, some way. Surely enough, um, as soon as I, uh, did a couple years in, um, I got laid off from the job and I said, you know what? I think it's time, time to go back to school. And uh, that's what I did. Went back in it once again. This time, my mission was photography. So as nervous as I was to learn something new, I was eager to learn about photography. I mean, I wanted that same day to be on a photography class. Fast forward a little bit, I uh, met a couple of big hotshot photographers like Tim Schaefer and Bradley Bauer. I mean, talk about professional if you really want to know about photography these two would blow your head out of the water with the knowledge and stories they had from their photography experiences i mean i was just like a sponge soaking up every detail any information they gave out if i ever had a problem or forgot how to do something both of them were actually on my speed dial like i was like oh number one for this one two for this one in case i couldn't get hold of one of them the other one would pick up or vice versa but uh missing a class from them would be like missing out in life that's how it was with those two so to keep moving forward classes went on life went on met a couple great photographers and models to go on with the journey still kept shooting i used my friends for exposure and looked up a couple uh, social media groups about photography one gig led to another and now i'm more of a consistent flow the reason i'm telling you all this is because this did not happen overnight this took a long time to be in the making of a photographer. At least for me, it did. I don't know about for you, but I know this does not happen overnight. And that's why I'm interested to learn your side of the story. As I said earlier in the podcast, I want to know the facts. How did you get to where you are now? Or do you want to start photography? So there you have it, folks. My career in a nutshell. I've tried to be a little vague because I didn't want to go too much into detail and to keep moving forward about another topic that I want to talk about, which is struggles. We all have them. And one of the many struggles that I had throughout my career is that one, I'm impatient with wanting to be successful now. Like I wanted that yesterday versus trusting the process that I, one day I will get there. Two was proving others that you can do it versus proving yourself. They say when you climb that first mountain, it's not to prove others that you can climb it. It's to prove that yourself that you can do it. And that's what it is sometimes like you've got to prove the naysayers 
I mean, of course, you don't have to gloat about it, but you got to do show the work, you know, show the consistency, show that, you know, yes, I can do this and nobody else is going to try to draw me from the path of my dreams of becoming a photographer. This one makes me laugh. And it's uh, wanting the latest gear. Me, I've always thought that if I had the best equipment, I can do a better job as a photographer or whatever in life. But I always thought the latest and greatest was going to be make me advance further than if I just had the normal standard stuff. And I mean, that's a big lie. If you are creative and you have the time to be creative, I mean, I think that in itself works great. But it's easier said than done because I'm just now looking at uh, this GVM light setup for my YouTube videos. Yeah, I said it. You know, I want this light set up so that I can enhance my YouTube videos. And it's still a struggle. I didn't say I perfected it now, but I am trying to, you know, become better when it comes to that. Another issue is that I'm pretty sure a lot of photographers out there can't agree with me on this one. It's charging way less than you're supposed to because they're your family members or friends. Yes, friends do get discounts. Family members do get discounts. But remember, I got bills to pay as well. And we all have a life out there that we are trying to maintain. So if you're a real friend or a real family member, you know, you would support my work because one has to go to the location. One has to rent or buy gear for the event. One has to edit the photos for the event and also maybe printing and sending them off to the client. I feel like people sometimes think that this is like a cell phone where you just take a photo on your cell phone and then go to your local Walgreens and probably print it out just that way. No, it doesn't work like that. So that's something that I always try to convey to everyone out there who are trying to get into the photography business that these are struggles that you will face. I also one last struggle that I do face here that I want to mention here is that always comparing my work with others instead of having the confidence of my own work. This one is a very big one for me because a lot of people out there have extraordinary photos and extraordinary, but they put the time and the work to do that. Everybody has a different signature. I have a different signature where I shoot more of a candid because I love telling a story. That's what I convey as photography, telling a story without having to say anything. With the struggles also comes the achievements. And I feel that what works well here is that people will come to you and you, there might be a situation where you're not familiar with, but of course with research, just make sure not to turn down any type of job because you never know. Every chance is an opportunity. What works best is always having great communication between the client and yourself. A contract is always best, no matter what the situation, whether it's a friend, stranger, or family member. Sometimes verbal consent is not enough. Sometimes you need an actual contract to state, hey, look, this is what I'm gonna shoot, this is the situation, and this is what we're going for. Easier said than done, but all I say is just be careful out there and make sure you have something up just in case. I had to learn the hard way. I've been burned a couple times, so I'm just trying to give word of advice. That's what works well. And of course, I can say some horror stories on that, but I'll save that for another situation. What also works well is being on time. And not only on time, make sure you have proper uh, backups on backups on backups on backups. 
I have countless times where I left an extra battery that I needed and then I fell short and I couldn't do the full shoot. That's happened to me as well. So make sure you always have your gear um, and try to keep it simple because the more gear you have, the more complex to shoot. And of course, what I mean by that is that don't have 10 different sets of lights, seven different types of cameras, 29,000 different lenses. I mean, just keep it simple to the fact that if you're going to shoot this, I'm going to use this. Put some restraint on yourself. Don't be like, well, just in case I may need that. Do you really want to be carrying all that luggage around? Just keep it simple. There's a whole variety of what works well. And for me, that's what tends to work well. I just have like a checklist and I have all that sorted out just in case before shoot and have everything ready and keeping it simple. Now, people ask me, what is your favorite subject to shoot? And I always tell them shooting studio portraits. That is my favorite. If I could have a studio of my own and actually not go anywhere, that would be my preferred choice. Now, don't get me wrong. I love shooting at the city, nature, I love shooting landscape. I love shooting anywhere else. It's just, if I can own a studio, that would be my ultimate dream right there. Well, there you have it, folks. That is pretty much all that I have for this first podcast. Um, I'm going to try to keep it under 20 minutes or at 20 minutes as possible. Also, if, if you have any questions, definitely put them in the email, R-I-V-E-R-A-L-808 at gmail.com. Any questions or any comments or anything topics that you would like to bring up please shoot me the email and guys i want to give a big shout out to pd reams p-e-t-e-y-r-e-a-m-z look him up on instagram great musician he's the one that provided this track i love this track and it flows so well with this podcast thanks pd reams and guys i'm gonna try to most likely post every wednesday night i'm trying to see a good feel for when it's a great day to keep posting this uh future podcast but guys thanks again and i'm your host Luis rivera photography hustle out